Jesus, we want to bless your holy name this morning. God, you've been so good to us, and we thank you. You've awakened us this morning, God, to another day. Another one that's a gift. Because, Lord, uh, you really didn't have to do that for us. But, Father, we thank you this morning that you would care enough about us to love us in the way that you have and in the way that you will continue. So with those blessings alone, Father, we say thank you. And we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 We're going to be coming out of... The book of John this morning, um, the title of our message today is The Power to Become. The Power to Become. The Word tells us in John chapter number 1 verse 4 and verse 5 it says that In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Let's jump on down to verse 11 and verse 12. It says that he came, speaking about Jesus, who is the word of God made flesh. Am I correct about that? I can't hear you. The word of God was made flesh. Am I correct about that? Amen. I want to hear a live church. We serve a living God, and we need to have a live church. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. amen. Like God told Moses, who gave you your mouth, Moses? Moses was finding all kind of excuses not to go and do what... Aren't we good at finding excuses? We love to find excuses for not doing... What we need to do. But God, he told Moses, and like he's telling him, I made your mouth. Who made your mouth? Your mouth was made to speak because, you see, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if you don't say nothing, then there won't be no power. Amen? Amen. So we need to learn how to give God some praise up in here now. Say that he, he... Jesus came unto his own, but his own, it's not that they didn't know him, but they didn't receive him. Amen? See, a lot of times God, he comes to us, he tells us what we need to know and what we need to do, but a lot of times we don't receive what he's saying. Am I right about it, church? Uh Uh-huh. But the Bible goes on and says in verse 12, put it up there for me if you will, that, But as many as received him, to them gave he, Jesus, the word, power not to be, but to become. We're talking process here, y'all. Become. Become, not be. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all know that life is a process? Amen? Amen? Everything is a process. It said now, he gave them Power to become the sons of God, which are the builders of God in the earth in man. Amen? Even to them that believed on his name. So by receiving God and believing this word, 
He said we were given the power not to be a son of God, but to become. Amen? We want to get that straight. Receive, believe, all of that means salvation. And salvation is a process. Getting saved does not make us sons of God. It's shown right here. As many as received him, they got saved when you received him, right? You got saved when you believed, right? But it didn't say they were given the appointment of being a son of God, but they were given the power at the time of salvation to become the sons of God. I don't want to mess you up this moment, but I want to give you the word of God with some understanding. See, because a lot of us think that just because we say that we become sons of God, but that ain't what the scripture says, right? The, the scripture said if you received him and if you believed on him, you were given the power to become. Huh. Brenda didn't get her masters in divinity just because she signed up for it. She didn't become a master of divinity just because she signed up to go to, I think, somewhere out there in Texas. Amen? She had to go through the process. We're talking about process here. Amen? Same with me. I didn't get my doctorate just because I signed up for it, but I had to go through the process. Amen? You don't start school and graduate just because you started school, right? In order to be what it is God would have you to be, you got to go through the process, right? A baby don't become a man just because it came out of his mother's womb. It got to go through the process, right? Uh-huh. Everything has a process to it. And the problem with man is we don't want to go through the process. We like Jiffy Mix. Everything got to be instant. Microwave. But just because we want it to be like microwave don't mean that's the way it's going to be. Amen? God's word says here now... (laughs) But as many as received him, they were given the power not to be sons of God, but to become. I'm reading you the validated word of God. Even to them that believed on his name. Now it's getting to get, it's fixing to get real, real, as they used to say, funky. Let's go to Matthew 3, verse 16 and 17. Go there with me. Let me tell you something. God appoints and anoints. Do you agree with that? But it's Satan and man that proves us. In that anointing and that appointment. Oh, y'all don't hear me say. I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna say it again where you can let this digest. I say God appoints and anoints, but Satan and man are the ones that proves us 
as whether we are or whether we are not. Go to Matthew. The book of Matthew, verses 3, or chapter 3, verses 16 and verses 17. Amen? The word of God says here in verse 16, and Jesus, when he, huh, was what? Baptized, uh uh-huh, went up straightway, in other words, immediately. He went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Next verse. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, appointed and anointed by God. Amen? Public display. God announces him to man, who he is, right here. Appointed, this is my beloved Son. Appointed and anointed, in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't done nothing yet. Jesus hadn't done nothing yet. But God had already appointed him and anointed him at that time. His ministry was just not starting then. He hadn't done nothing. But the thing about God is, God is such a good God until God knows our beginning from our end. He knows our standing up and sitting down. And that's the good thing about God is that God already knows that without him we can't do nothing. And God already knows that with him all things are possible. Amen? Now, let's go on over here to Luke because we see here where God has appointed and anointed. Amen? Amen. Alright. Now, let's see who it is that's going to be proving Jesus. Luke 4, verses 1 and 2. Go there with me. Luke 4, verses 1 and verses 2. Amen? Are we there? And Jesus, look here. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. That's when he came up out the water, right? Mm -hmm. And verse 2 says, and being 40 days tempted of who? Didn't I say Satan and man's going to prove us? Here's Satan. He comes in. He tempts Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights. And in those days, Jesus didn't need nothing. And when they were ended, he was hungry. Uh-huh. That's when the devil, that's when the devil came. And the devil talking about, if you be the son of God trying to cast doubt, if. You know the man hungry. Won't you turn these bread, turn these stones into bread? Man ain't ate in forty days. See, that's how Satan get us all the time. He get us at our weakest point, and that's where we go wrong. 
I can't get no amens up here. I must be talking to a dead church. I won't say that again. Because everybody up in here sound like they dead. Oh, oh, oh. Am I the only human in here? No. Then we all going through the same thing then. Amen. So don't play up in here. Open your mouth. God said, now look. Here's Satan. The man hasn't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. You try going that long. And let the devil come to you. And you got the power to get some bread. And he said, now take that power you got and go get some bread. But you know it will be a display, a perverted display of God's power. I guarantee you not one of us in here will pass the test. I guarantee you every one of us in here couldn't wait to turn some stones into bread. No, don't play with me. Do not play with me. That's why I don't like self-righteousness. Because self-righteousness keeps us from knowing and being who we need to be in the Lord. Amen? Amen. So watch this. He goes on and in verse, I think it's verse 14, yes. After he's tempted of the enemy, Jesus in verse 14 And Jesus returned now. He's returning in what? Power. Bible don't say nothing about him going into the wilderness with power. But it says after he returned out of it. See, in order to get the power going, we got to go through something. And people don't want to go through something. See, 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 the meat can't get done if the meat keeps jumping out the pan because it's hot. And Christians keep jumping out of church because it's hot, Rev. They ain't got no stick power. And when you don't have no stick power, soon as things don't go your little low way, first thing you're going to do is you're going to take your ball and you're going to go home because you're weak. That's what weak people do. People like that can't get into the kingdom of God because every time they get in the pain, he done already told us he's going to try us with, with, with fire. Ain't that what he told us? But we'll put each other in the fire and hold us in there. Amen. But we'll jump out ourselves. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me, see. See, you don't want to talk to me because you shame. <laughs> you shame. You know? Only way you can get rid of being ashamed is don't do that. Don't be self-righteous. Be human and understand that as many as received him, they didn't become all that. They just got the power to become all that if they kept, <laughs> if they kept going. Amen? Okay, all right, all right. Now watch what happened here. He said, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all, not some, but somebody say all. All of the region. Uh Uh-oh. Now people are beginning to know Jesus. Now Satan already put his thing on him, right? And he ain't through yet. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back to kill him. But he didn't know that through death life came. He, he didn't see that. If he saw that, he never would have killed Jesus. 
But here it is that fame is going out now. You, you know, you being known now. Uh-oh, here come man. Man going to prove you too. Didn't I tell you God appoints and anoints, but Satan and man proves you? Pharisees, Sadducees, the scribes, the lawyers, all of them. Demons that are people who are possessed with demons. See, they all tried Jesus. They, they proved Jesus. Prove means to make authentic as to whether you are or whether you're not. Or as country folk would say, whether you is or whether you ain't. Huh? Ain't that how they sound, Jody? <laughs> you might catch me doing that sometimes. Cause I'm country. You know. But check this out. They start checking every word Jesus had to say and checking everything that Jesus had to do. And not only did they do it to him, but they do it to us, don't they? Every time we go to do good. Don't somebody stick their head up? You ever been on your job trying to do the best you can, but just somebody just don't like you because they just don't like you? You ain't got to say nothing to them. I don't care what you do, you can bring them for One thing I know about man, you can't buy him. If he either going to love you or he's not. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Now, he'll take everything that you give him. But that don't mean he loved you. Because if he didn't love you from the beginning, more likely he ain't going to love you at the end. And nowhere in the process of it all either. I'm just being honest about it. The word of God says that his fame went out in all the land. Everybody started hearing about him. And when God started doing great things in your life, people started coming at you. Oh, we're going to see. We're going to see whether this joker, he done stuck his head up or she done stuck her head up. Now we, we're going to see. You get on a new job. Oh, we're going to see whether she can handle it or not. I hate it because they got that job. They shouldn't have gave her that job. You know, she makes me sick. They over in the corner plotting on you. But you over there whistling while you were and allowing them to prove you because that's what they're doing. You're being proved by Satan and by man. If you don't believe me, the Bible says where two or three are established. The word of God is established. Let's go to the book of Job. Job 1, verse 1. Job 1, verse 1 says, and there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. Job is the afflicted soul. And that man was perfect and upright, mm-hmm. and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Seemed like he had been appointed and anointed by God, right? He was a man of God who did what? Who hated evil, who was perfect, meaning that he was mature in the Lord. Amen? Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Now, remember I told you that Satan and man proves you, right? Watch verse 7 and 8. 
when the sons of God got together, Satan was there too. Give me verse 8, son. Right? Y'all see it there? Every time God brings us together, Satan is somewhere hiding, waiting for a chance, an opportunity. Amen? And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant? God called him his servant. That means God had anointed him and appointed him. Amen? So Job was God's man, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't I tell you God appoints and anoints, but Satan and man is going to be the one who proves you. Watch this. That there is none like him in the earth. He's a perfect, which means he's a mature man. It don't mean that he had it all together because he didn't. Because if you go on over in there, uh, 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 Job even said, look, I made a covenant with my eyes that I won't even look upon another woman or a handmaid. In other words, he was looking like everybody else. Amen? But he realized it, and, and he said, look, I'm going to have to make a covenant with my eyes on what I'm looking at and what I'm not. Can, I, can we be real up in here? Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Now, the Bible said that he was a perfect, which is a mature, and he was an upright man. He was upright because that's why he wanted to make a covenant with his eyes, because every time he looked in the wrong place, it bothered him. See, when we get to the place where we're doing stuff and it don't bother us, then we, we, we done messed up. It's time for us to get back in the road. It says that he is an upright man, he fears God, and he is choose evil, right? But right after that, don't you know that Satan went and took everything that Job had? Sounded like he, somebody fitting to get proved. See, God done already told the devil that, hey, this is my man. And he's a perfect, a mature, and upright man in me. And he hates evil, okay? Satan, I'm gonna, I, I need to prove to you, Satan, telling God that, hey, I can get him. That's basically what he said. So that Jesus, God said, go on, prove him. So he goes down there and he kills everything. He sends windstorms. He kills all the cattle with all the beasts. So, so the Job can't sacrifice. See, that's the thing that, 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 that the devil like to do. The devil like to take everything that we got to sacrifice to God. He like to take it so that we don't have nothing else to give God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, the first thing he took was them beasts and stuff. Whirlwind came through. He started taking the things that they had to make sacrifices with to God. The beasts, the oxen, the cows and stuff, you know. How you going to make a sacrifice to God when you don't have what's needed to make the sacrifice. Amen? Sounds like somebody's being proved to me, right? All right. Then he comes back a second time. And he comes back a second time, and look what he does. He takes, and he comes, and he takes Job's health from him. He said, now, if I touch him, he, he tried to get God to touch him. God basically told him, I'm not going to touch him. You can touch him. He said, nah. He said, just don't kill him. He goes there. He puts all kind of balls and sores on Joe. From his head, top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He broke out in all kind of pus. With balls with pus. And he had ashes and a clay pot shirt and broken it. And he was Scraping that. 
puss out of him, you know. And he had already lost his children. He had already lost all his wealth. He had already lost this and he lost that. And his wife said, cuss God and die, she said. Just, let's just cuss God and die. All that was coming up against Job. He was being proven. But in all that, Job didn't sin. Satan was proving it. Now here come his three buddies. Long-time friends. Boy, them friends. Boy, when you down and out, you will find out what's in a person's heart. I don't think y'all heard me. I say when you down and out, you will find out what's in a person's heart. Either they're going to pick you up or they're going to assassinate you. And most of the time, church folk assassinate one another. They won't even talk to one another. They'll kill you behind your back and won't even come to you. They're supposed to be your brother and your sister. And the Bible says if you've got it off with a man, you need to go leave your offering at the altar and go to that person and get that thing straight. And we won't even go to one another and talk to one another when we got a situation. We just as bad in the church as Congress is. They won't even talk to one another. So we'll get over in a corner somewhere and kill off what God is trying to make a lie. You think that's right? Ain't no right in that world. But we do it right in the church. For seven days, ain't nobody said nothing to Job. His friend sitting there with him ain't said nothing. They were doing good. And then after that seventh day, they decided to open their mouth. And the first thing that came out of their mouth, Job, you've been sinning. Here's a man done lost everything. And now his health is gone. And the first thing that can come out of your friend's mouth is that you've been sinning. You must have done something wrong, Job, for God to do this to you. What kind of friend is that, people? Didn't I tell you God appoints and anoints, but Satan and man will prove you? Are they not proving him now? They don't see what Job is made out of. Lord, help us, Jesus. Help us in our pernicious way. Well, let's look at David. David was anointed three times. Once by God, two times by man. Mm-hmm. Go to Samuel. First Samuel 16, verse 13. 
Put that up there for me, son. Please. First Samuel. What did I say? 16 verse 13. Then Samuel, the prophet, took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. God appoints and anoints. Amen? He had already went through seven of his brothers. I think David was the eighth one. He was on the back side of the mountain. See, God ain't always looking for the one who, who's the tallest or the biggest or the best known and all of that. See, see, God's not always doing that. See, you meet God on the, I keep telling you, you meet God on the backside of the mountain. That's where Moses met God, on the backside of the mountain. You don't meet God on the front side of the mountain. You meet God on the backside of the mountain when you're going through. That's where you're going to meet the burning bush at. That's why they were given the power to become. They got to go through a process. And the process of becoming a son of God is that you got to go through much tribulation. Acts 14.22. Not a little bit of termination, or tribulation, but a lot of tribulation. So in order to get there, when you're in the pot, you just got to learn how to deal with the heat if you're ever going to get done. But most of us keep jumping out. We keep jumping out of the pot because the heat get hot. So we jump out. And when you jump out, you just got to get back in. The quicker you get done, the better off you are. Just kill me and get it over with. Don't play with me. Don't make me suffer. Here's David. He's anointed and appointed by God, correct? Mm-hmm. That's the first time he was anointed. He was 13 years old at that time. But the thing about God is this. Didn't I tell you it was a process? Hmm? When he became king, anointed king, you know what David did? He went back to tending sheep. (laughs) He went right on back to tending sheep. But let me tell you something. He was a shepherd. Let me tell you something about a shepherd. A shepherd leads most time from the back because he got to see what the sheep are doing. So that means he's stepping in a whole lot of mess. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in with you. I'm going to leave that in with you. Sheep. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Let me look at my shoe. Amen? That's real. Whether you like it or not. That's just the way it is. 2 Samuel 2.4. This is the second time. The man. Put that up there. That's the second time that the man gets anointed. He's anointed three times. Once by God, prophet Samuel. And the men of Judah, 10 years later, he was 23 years old, 10 years later, after Samuel had anointed him for God, 
Ten years later, he was still on the backside tending after them sheep. And he was still in the palace having things thrown at him by Saul, who now had an evil spirit in him. Didn't I tell you, Satan, you saw to prove David. Didn't I tell you that God uses man to prove man. And the men of Judah came and they did what? Anointed David that second time. Second time. Ten years later, that's the first time he got to the throne. Judah. He was over two little nations. Judah, I think, and Benjamin. And they told David, saying that the men of Jabesh Gilead were they that buried Saul. See, those were the ones who had buried Saul. And now they wanted David to be their king. That's the second anointing. The third anointing came seven years later when he was 30 years old. Second Samuel 5, verse 3 and 4. Will you go there with me? The third anointing. So all the elders of Israel, now Israel is the other ten tribes. And all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron. And King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they did what? Anointed David king over Israel. Now he king over everything. That's the third time he got anointed. Once by God, twice by men, right? Didn't I tell you that God will anoint you and appoint you, but men will approve you? You're dealing with grown folk. And grown folk don't have good sense sometimes. Three times that man was anointed. Now when you get to counting all these numbers, 13, 23, and 30, 1 plus 3 is 4. 2 plus 3 is 5. Now it's 9. Four and five is nine, right? Plus 30. Three plus three. Three plus zero is three. Add the three to the nine. Now you got 12. 12 is the divine purpose of God. It was God's divine purpose that David became not only king over Judah, but king over the whole thing, Israel. That was God's divine purpose. See, you can decipher. I told you before, you can decipher the whole mystery of God through numbers. It's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. Let him that have wisdom, let him count the numbers. The book of Revelation. So now, at 30 years old, at 30 years old, guess what? Jesus comes up out of the water. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. In other words, he's over it all now. 
just like they, just like us. If we continue. You see, David could have got anointed and doing all that time that he was still stepping in that mess. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He could have got discouraged, couldn't he? Come on, y'all, talk to me. I say, all that time David was, he knew he had been anointed, but hey, years have passed by and I'm still following these sheep. And I'm still stepping in all this mess. <laughs> Don't you think he would be improved? Don't you think he got discouraged? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't you think me and Brenda get discouraged? Huh? Because of sheep? But we don't quit, do we? We keep going. That's how you know you're anointed and appointed by God. That's the only way you know. Now let me show you Saul, who was not appointed by God. Test it. Let me show you him. Let me tell you about that fellow. See, Saul was anointed by the people. Amen? God didn't have nothing to do with it, right? Now, when God got something to do with it, guess what? He's going to send you through the process of becoming. David had to go through the process. Job had to go through the process. Jesus got to go through the process. We got to go through the process. Huh? But King took a crown without going through the process because he wasn't anointed, neither was he appointed. And guess what? It didn't last. Amen? See, you can have hold a position. My baby preached a word one time in prison called, you got, the, you got the position, but you don't have the goods. See, a lot of people got the position, but they don't have the goods. You got to have the goods in order to make it happen. Hmm? That's why I don't worry about the praise team. Because not only do they have a position, but they got the goods in them. It's time he step back. They don't need me. I can go on. I'm free. I, I can do what God has told me to do. And they can go on into what they need to do. And see, that's the beauty of the body of Christ. The foot don't try to tell the hand not to grow no more. The hand know how far to grow. Hand don't try to tell the foot how far to grow. Foot know how far to grow. I hope it does. Some of them seem like do something happened. I saw a picture of a woman, good little woman, had feet that long. I said, "Oh Lord!" I saw that on Facebook. You know, you see some crazy stuff on Facebook, man. I feet that long, man. It scared me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus, let me get back. Saul didn't have no preparation time. So when God anoints us, time is required, people. Everything that God, see, God anointed us with life, did he not? 
when we were conceived in our mother's belly, right? Life is an anointed thing. Now, every time God anoints you, 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 was a, you was a human, you was a man. He said, but you wasn't no man physically or no other, in no other way. But you had the power to Just because you got saved don't make you a son of God or a child of God. Yet, you don't get to be a child of God until you make it in. Now, you can think you're a child of God. Yeah, I'm going to sober you up. But the Bible says judgment starts in the house of the Lord first. Bible says scarcely do a righteous man make it in. Where do the sinner appear? Scarcely means it ain't going to be a whole lot. I'm telling us this so that we can check ourselves and reevaluate our lives, people. Don't mean that we ain't going to make it in. But it does mean that we can't be faking this thing. Now you run around there talking about, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God, but you living like hell and I'm living like hell. That ain't going to work. You think that's going to work? That ain't going to work for me and it ain't going to work for you either. Because he gave us the power to what? And we haven't became yet, have we? We ain't there yet, are we? Well, at least we all agree on that. So that means we ain't all that yet, right? So what we're doing is, is that we've got to continue to fight the good fight of faith. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure that we make our election and our calling sure. Mm-hmm. We've got to learn how to run this race with patience. Because during the time of running this race in life, we're going to go through pure hell. And guess who it's going to come from? Satan and man. Including self, because self is man. Last verses. Let's talk about Jesus and discipleship. Remember, just because we got saved don't mean that we're son of God because the Bible says you were just given the power to become one. But you ain't that yet. Don't fool yourself. Now, you can, you, you, you can go with the, all them other teachings out here. You can do what you want to, but I guarantee you it won't supersede what that word just said. That word just told you. Now, who reporter you going to believe? You gonna believe God's word, or you gonna believe some jack leg preacher? Huh? You gonna believe what your mama told you and believed all your life? Huh? Huh? You gonna believe that, or you gonna believe what God's word say? God's word say, no, you ain't there yet, son. You, 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 you just on the road. You on the straight and narrow road, but you ain't there yet, huh? So if I ain't there yet, then I can't claim victory yet, can I? Even though victory is there for me, but I still got to walk this thing out. Because I can't claim what's up here if I just get to right here. Oh, y'all don't hear me? I can't claim what's up here if I... I can't claim a full paycheck if all I did was work half a day Monday. And then when it comes time to pick up my victory check, I ain't got nothing but a half a day. I don't have no 40 hours now. Now, you better hear what I'm saying up in here. 
If I can't get you to understand in God's way, I sure can get you to understand in mammon's way because everybody loves that dollar bill. Don't you tell me you don't. You'll do for that, more for that dollar bill than you'll ever do for God. Yes, you will. John 8. We're closing this thing on down. John 8. Discipleship is a process, y'all. Watch this. John 8. I want you to see what Jesus said. John 8, verse 31. Mm-hmm. John 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Remember he said? Remember what Jesus said? He came into his own, but his own received him not, right? Then he comes back. But as many as received him, he said, then the ones I give the power to become uh, the sons of God, right? He says here, then Jesus said to the Jew, those Jews who believed on him, even those that believed on him, they were given the power, right? He said, if you, look at that word. Good God Almighty, process. If that bullet hadn't hit me, James, I wouldn't have been rolling around on the floor hollering. If is the biggest word in the universe. If is the difference between being alive and being dead. If. If ye process, become, continue in what? My word. Then you are my Christians. No, I ain't say disciples. I said Christian. They said disciples. I can't trick them. So why we run around here calling ourselves Christian? And God ain't calling us. God said you're my disciples, children. And the only way you're going to be my disciple, that not if you start in my word, salvation. Remember I told you? That don't make you no child of God. Oh, now it's getting rough now. See, see, now it's all coming out. It's, it's inevitably truth, you see. See, you can't deny it now. You can't fall back on, on, on your lying doctrine that you've been believing now that your mama taught you and your daddy taught you and your Aunt Susie taught you and you ain't many. If you continue in my word, continue. That means that, okay, continue. Continue. He doesn't do it to the end, shall be saved. You want a 40 hour paycheck, you got to work 40 hours. Amen? You want salvation, you want the final salvation, you got to walk it all the way through. You can't go running around here talking about what I don't feel like today. No, every time you hot about what you don't feel like, then you think about Jesus carrying that thing up that cross up on the hill of old God. You think he felt like it? You think he felt like getting them bread roll spikes nailed in his hand and in his feet and that crown of thorns around? Do you think he felt like that? So every time you land in that bed, 
Talking about I don't feel like it. Remember Jesus. Remember what Jesus has done for all of us. Remember him. Because he didn't feel like it either. But he did it. And he did it for us. So that we might be saved. He said, now if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. Then, meaning that then you are my child of God. Then you are my son and daughter of God. If you continue. Acts eleven twenty six. I got that here for something. I don't know why. I don't think it's up there on the board, so don't worry about it, fellas. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch, and it came to pass in the year that they assembled themselves together with the church and taught much people. And the what? Disciples were called what? First at Antioch. See? They done chained God's disciples. See, who give us the authority to change what God has called us? Who gave us that authority? Man did. The same one that killed Jesus is the same one who named us and called us not his disciples because disciple means learn, discipline in the process. And they don't want you to know nothing about the process. They want you to believe that you are Christian just because you say you believe in God or Christ. And as long as you believe in Christ, that's all you got to do. Well, whoopie-doo, roll on the floor, flip around and tell your neighbor, and you are right. The devil is a stinking lie. This thing goes much deeper than that. Much deeper. Getting back over here to John, and I'm closing this thing. Wrapping it up. John 8, verse 32. And by continuing in the truth, or continuing in my word, and becoming my disciple, going through the process, he said, that's how you shall know the truth, and the truth shall know, make you free. Set you free. You ain't done nothing. Make you is a process. These words, listen here, I heard a preacher say, out of all the things that God is, and out of all the things that God has created, that book right there is just a pamphlet, and it don't have no time for no word that's not important in it. Did you hear me? So all those ifs, and them these, and them thens, and them makes, and all of that, we need to pay close attention to them, y'all. He said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciple. Then you're not, then, conjunction, then you'll know the truth, and the truth, the truth, will process you, make you, process you. It's the truth that will process you. And the only way you'll be processed, you got to continue to go through the process. The only way you can be made is that you've got to go through the process. And the truth will make process you 
to be free over a period of time. It won't happen in one day. That's why it tells us to run this race with patience. Patience and long-suffering. Last verse. Verse 33. And the Bible goes on here and it says, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed. Well, I don't even have to read that. That's the last verse. What I'm trying to say, church, is this. Many of us have started out on this journey like the Bible said. But they were not of us. Because if they would have been with us, they would have been with us now. That's what the Word of God says. And it's no different with House of Destiny. Many of them started out together in the Exodus, leaving Egypt. But their faith got weak, and a lot of them began to stagger. And they got weak in the knees because they got weak in the faith. They stopped listening to the leadership. They tried to take over the leadership. God killed them. They became rebellious in the wilderness. The wilderness is this earthly life of existence that we're living in. But the Bible said that rebellion is a, that's the sin of witchcraft. So they, they brought witchcraft among the congregation through their rebellion. And God didn't like that. So God began to kill them out. And over a period of 40 years, didn't but two of the original make it in. Just two. The rest of them that made it in, according to my understanding, were 20 years and under. That means he killed out all the old heads. What in the world? Church, if we ever going to have a problem, it ain't going to be with the new people. It's going to be with the ones that you think that were with you. Y'all hear me? I say, y'all hear me, church? Be careful of the whispers of the enemy because Amalek, this is what he did. He waited for the weak ones and he snatched them. He wasn't in the way, he was by the way as we went through. He's on the side of the way. And he's waiting on them. He's like a wolf. You ever, have, have, you, have you ever seen the Discovery Channel? Have you ever seen how the animals, the hyenas and the lions, have you ever seen how they, 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 they pinpoint the weak one? And then they separate it from the crowd. Have you ever seen how it works? Those that keep up with the flock, they don't get killed. It's the ones that think they can go it on their own. That think that they know more than God's anointed and God's appointed. And that'll get you killed. This is a dangerous thing. This is what I've learned. 
God meant what he said. Now, we might not see it now, but I'm going to tell you something. When I look at man, and I see how much man suffers before he dies, it's because of our sin. And I'm beginning to understand what it means to fear the Lord. It's the beginning not only of knowledge, but of wisdom too. And I'm beginning to humble myself to the authorities, not only of God, but of the people in this church, the people with the positions in this church. You see, there are no big eyes and little U's. It's just us. I keep telling you that. All this does is tell the body what to do. The body carries out. The body rejects what this saying. Ain't nothing going to happen. Nothing going to happen, y'all. If this tell you to eat and you refuse to eat, you're going to start a deal. What I'm trying to say, church, it takes the body. The government of God has been placed on his shoulders, which is the body of Christ. His, Christ, is the head. The shoulders below is the body. The government is God, of God has been placed on us. Amen? It is our duty and our job, like the Bible says, to submit yourself one to another so that God's will will be done in the body. Amen? There's nothing hard about that. All we got to do is just do our part. And if we do our part, it's just like anything else. It'll all work. The motor don't try to tell the transmission what to do. Transmission don't try to tell the tires what to do. See, everything works in conjunction. But don't nothing work if the driver ain't in the car and cut the car home and put it in gear to go, right? If you don't believe, just go out there, sit in that hot sun, and say, go, car. And just sit. And I bet you, you won't sit there five minutes before you crank that car up. Because the heat is going to cause you to crank it up. And that's the way life is. Life put heat on us to make us crank up to the next level. Amen? Amen? Amen. Give God some praise, y'all. Love you guys. Love you guys. Give God praise. Can we trade for a moment, okay? Can we trade? Give you the mic since you're a little bit of people, okay? Mm-hmm. You want to hold that? Yeah. And I'll give you this back, okay? All right, let's sing our song. Okay? Mm-hmm. Our main song that we always remember. Ready? Jesus loves me. What 
Jamaican. Her. I don't know. Heal him. Jesus powers. Go to the doctor. Thank you. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. We do have some more Bibles somewhere in the back, and I have to look. What we're going to do is make sure they all have Bibles to take home with them so they'll be able to study the Bible at home. Same way they do this, the same way they do lessons uh, for school at home. They will 